Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. How you doing this week, buddy? I am uh, I'm pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Right on, right on. You know, it's been it's been nice. A bit of downtime lately, you know, less hockey on. Um obviously the Memorial Cup start. I know we've both been watching that. Um while we're waiting for the next one. Next yeah, series. I mean I- First of all, let me just start. Like, I'll get the elephant out of the room. Never did I, I didn't, I, I didn't think we were going to be having this episode this season. No, I, me either. Realistically, not, not a chance. It is, you know, it's been, it's, it's so strange because it has been so up and down, kind of negative, yeah. positive all season long. And then the last, like, you know, month and a bit here, um, it's just, it's it's so weird to process just what's happened with this team. Um you know, going to the Stanley Cup finals, like I was watching when when Matthew Kachuk scored in the in game four there to to complete the sweep. I just you know, I'm watching like the celebrations. I just, I couldn't believe it that this it, is where we are. Yeah, it was just complete I I, I remember texting someone when when he scored. I was just like, I'm I'm freaking out. Like I yeah. I don't know what to do. Like this is just ridiculous. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Well, at first, you know, I was thinking like, oh my god, we're gonna get another overtime. Like no. I was like, oh, like we're really going for like the overtime wins record, like in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. That was uh, my initial thought. No, and yeah, and thankfully we we didn't need it. Um, yeah, just a bit surreal that you know to not only win but i think they're like they're like 11 and 1 in their last 12 yeah. games like it's yeah. not just you know scraping by winning you know six seven game series like they've been just on an absolute roll winning games that's by, that's by bob's, some mar- yeah bob's record is that 11 and 1 in his yeah. 12 games this 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 postseason yeah he's been unbelievable I mean, yeah, like we thought, I thought this, you know, I thought the Carolina series was going to be a little bit tougher, go a little bit longer just because of the way the Hurricanes play. And we saw it in in the series, right? Like they're very similar teams in terms of how they forecheck um, and, and play. And it's it's a sweep, but it's like a slim margin sweep, which, you know, is, is still a sweep. I'm not according, not according to Rod Brindamore. It's not a sweep. Yeah, like I, I, I don't understand the logistics of that. I, I think I, I texted Joe. I was like, "What stage of denial is this? Because yeah. what stage <laughs> of grief is denial? Like, he got swept. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I know that you lost every game by one goal, and it could have gone either way in every game. 
But, but you lost four straight. You lost four straight. By definition, that is a sweep. You got unlucky. Sucks for you, but it's still a sweep. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. Um, And, yeah, I thought they, like, throughout the whole series, I thought, you know, the teams were very, very evenly matched. Um, The first game, the four overtime, was just, I was dying. So this is the second time in these playoffs that I take a flight during a Panthers game thinking I'm going to miss the entire, like, game and just land to a, you know, final score notification. Like I had time. I landed in, in Toronto. I had time to wait for my bag at the baggage carousel, take a taxi from Pearson to downtown to my hotel. And I had time to watch. Like There was still time in the game. I think it, fourth overtime was just starting when I got to the hotel. Yeah, like it absurd. Yeah. yeah, and I had like I had a, a job interview scheduled the next morning at like nine AM and I was like, all right, well the game will be like over, I'll get get a good night's sleep. And then it just kept going and I was like, I really, really should like, you know, go to bed, get some rest, but I was like, I can't do it. I got I gotta wait until this one's over and then it was getting down to the end of like fourth overtime and I was like, Oh, if there's a fifth, like I'm gonna be in real trouble here. I oh. and and of course I was flying from Calgary to Toronto, so I woke up the next morning. This the what was it Friday morning, and I was like, "Why the heck did I stay up so goddamn late? <laughs> like, what the what the heck?" So it was like two in the morning when I I right like two two thirty yeah. in the morning. Um, yeah. Shout out to those Carolina fans that stuck it out stuck it out like that's that's some real yeah. real it's dedication gotta, it's, got, it's gotta be devastating if you're a fan at that game yeah and you, you're sitting there for like an extra three and a half hours and you don't get the result yeah like that's a tough that's a tough one as a fan like you gotta feel like a little bit bad about that um but i think we don't we Got like we we made our predictions before the series of who was going to be like the X factor for the Panthers. I said Anton Lindell. You said Gustav Forsling. It really wasn't either of our guys. Um, it was quite clearly Matthew Kachuk with two overtime winners, a game winner, and an assist on a game winner. Um, what an unbelievable playoff performance from him. I mean. The you know that we talk about the clutch gene sometimes. He's like you either have it or you don't. Like this guy has like multiple iterations of it. Yeah, he's just a gamer. Exactly. And like, and like hockey ability is said, like Jonathan Huberto was a great hockey player, but he wasn't a gamer. No. Right? And that's he wasn't. The, that's the massive difference between the two, and that's the probably the biggest difference, you know, why the playoffs have gone so differently for the Panthers is that he is willing to do everything he can to help the team. We saw the play where he was sliding across to block the pass um, where Carolina would have had an open net. And it's like, Jonathan Huberto doesn't make that play. No. No chance, right? Like, goals aside, like, it is everything he does all over the ice, all game long. Um, And really, like, the big, like, him and Bobrovsky, biggest reason that they're off to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, or as... Our friends at the NBA like to call him Sergey Bababka, which was so close, so close, so close. Um, 
he, you really can't under you can't overstate his performance. No. No, right? you really like, can't. It was just monumental. It w- he was the guy. And going into game four, his stats in the series were just completely out of this world. Oh, un- unbelievable. And then you compare that to like the like the big difference in the series is that like Florida got production from, you know, their top guys, but also guys up and down the lineup. And Carolina got nothing from their top guys. Nothing. Nothing. And you right. could tell in that last game, Ajo was very frustrated. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, I think for any player, it's got to be frustrating when you're like, because it's not like they lack chances. They had chances. They just aren't going in. Exactly. Right. And that's like, it's for a player, you know, when you're, you know, the guy your team relies on to put up the points, it's got to be frustrating Um, when you're not able uh, to, to put the puck in the net. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just a ridiculous, ridiculous series. I can't believe it. It's uh, the fact that they that they played seven games in the first round and then only managed to play two more through two more rounds. Yeah. Like, that's... Uh, I would have never thought. No. That they no. could have gotten through rounds two and three playing nine games. Yeah. Like who especially Literally coming in is like one the extra worst, game. The worst team coming into the playoffs. And you go on this and, kind of roll. And you brought up Matthew Kachuk and Jonathan Huberto and how one's a gamer and one's not. The Flames actually finished with more points in the regular season than the Panthers. Oh yeah. Now the Panthers had more wins and Calgary just couldn't buy an overtime win. No, they never could. But yeah, that, it, like, that like, speaks just, volumes. That's just the way hockey. Like, it's the slimmest of margins. Exactly. Like, you go back to the Chicago Blackhawks being the Pittsburgh Penguins last that game. That one season. game. That one game. From that one game, we get Panthers going to the Stanley Cup final. Chicago finishes second last, gets Connor Bedard. And Pittsburgh dumps their entire front office. If that if Pittsburgh wins that game, everything is different. Completely agree. Right, and that's just and the it, way it came down to the wire in that game too. Yeah, buddy. I, I think the final the score was a few was a few few goals apart, but it was look, a close. That one. was late in the game. Yeah, like it was a huge. That was a huge choke from the Penguins. Yeah. Because I remember watching that and thinking, well, if the like the Penguins are going to win, that means the the Panthers' last game is going to actually be important. Yeah, and I can't even remember who the last game was against. It's Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Which you know we've seen how those two teams match up. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like just unbelievable. I mean, it's. Like I was, I was listening to interviews, and mostly like there was just one interview with Brandon Montour that was just so good, and like you talked about the margin of error being so slim, and 
a lot of that has to do with the fact that everyone's so close, right? Yeah. The, like the teams are the teams are pretty much like even at this point in the se- in the season. This late yeah. in the playoffs, yeah. The teams are even. Yeah, the final four are all very very close on paper. Right. Right? Like even if like it's just the skill level is even. Yeah. Yeah, you might have one or two guys that are better, but you also have one or two guys that aren't as good. And sometimes, and I I use the golf like analogy or comparison, and because I I know we both have a pretty similar golf skill level. Yeah, we're both shit. You know how like sometimes you hit it and it's absolutely on the money. Yeah, and then true. I'll right, pretend I can relate. Yeah, you, you definitely can because I've seen you absolutely ace some shots. Oh, but then the sure. next shot, you just like. Wow. Like sometimes you just have it, sometimes you just don't. Yes. And it's not it's not really explicable. No. You can't define it. You can't put a specific, you know, like you can't find a specific point. um... And and the Panthers, they just they believe in themselves and they just they just have it. Yeah. Like I was I read uh in the athletic, they had an article about Bill Zito, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, just talking about, you know, obviously he's been with the team two years now, right? And two very successful seasons, but very different in terms of mm-hmm. how that success has looked. One's a president's trophy and getting swept in the playoffs. One's squeaking in and now you're in the final. And it, it, they were talking with Bill Zito and he was explaining all like the very small changes they like he wanted to make around the team for like the smallest advantage possible, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the little things that are going to add up. It's, you know, when are we going to do our morning skates? What days are we going to practice on? How long do we need to be practicing? Do we even need to practice? Are players going to get burnt out? What are they going to eat when they should be getting on the plane? All the little things that are going to make the smallest 1% difference in such a minimal context. But then when you expand that over a season and when it matters most, those things can make up the difference. If you're in, if you're a little bit better conditioned than the other team, when a game goes to fourth overtime, you have that little extra juice. And so it was really interesting to hear, you know, how in the span of like two years, how the entire organization has transformed, not just the hockey department, but everywhere to embrace that create small impact changes. It's the small, right? The margins are so small. It takes it, it. it can it's so easy it can go one way or, in, or another and it's just sometimes it's about those tiny things that can mean in fourth overtime that somehow you get the puck and it goes in the rest is history yeah what did you think of uh carolina's uh going to anti-ranta in game two i didn't like it <laughs> i didn't like it i yeah. well i mean i liked it as a panther fan um but as like a neutral as a neutral as a fan of hockey and somebody who just understands what the tries to understand what the best decisions are just from a hockey point of view i didn't like it and i'll I'll tell you why and it's it's pretty simple is freddie anderson just played a phenomenal hockey game two phenomenal hockey games yeah pretty much yeah and goalies are good or streaky 
you got to yeah. ride a streak out. Yeah, and Antiranta hasn't seen much, you know, in the playoffs. It's the first round. Yeah. So I, I I thought it was a very interesting move. I did not like it from a hockey point of view. I thought it was just not not thought out. Um, well, I think I, think I, I thought me... I thought it made sense just from a recovery point of view. Like, yeah, he just played that much, but at the same time, is if Bobrovsky can do it, why can't Freddie do it? I think it's just the injury history he has. And right. that's fit. It's like, and I think if they're thinking, because in Carolina's mind, right, you're down one nothing in the series, so you're ideally you're thinking the series is going at least five six games, right? You're hoping to win the next one, but if you start anti rant in that game, and that means that Freddie Anderson, you know, is at a much lower risk of getting hurt, and then he can play the next four, right? Versus you play Freddie Anderson, he tweaks something in that game, and then you have to play four games of anti ranta. Right. I'm guessing that's what went into their decision making process was the concern of Freddie Anderson's health and thinking long term in the series, but it just never went long term. It didn't. I mean, and it was another like very, very small margin victory and overtime goal. Um, but just off of an unfortunate penalty that was just not it was probably a necessary penalty for them to take. Uh yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. Um I I just I think that in the playoffs I get the injury history, but you can't you can't play it safe. I yeah. I, I don't think so. I, I I don't think you. I think unless can. it's I think unless it's something like really like you're really concerned about like Freddie Anderson's long term health, right? And like not just in the context of hockey, but as like a person, right? Like you don't want him to have like trouble standing up in the next like couple years because he like destroyed his like leg right but if but if it's like oh like if he tweaks something maybe in a couple months right if it's short term like, i, I hate to him. say it i hate to say it but like he was still backing up yeah like, if if your rationale is you don't want him getting injured well you can't take the risk if you can't take the risk of him playing you don't take the risk of him backing up yeah or are they thinking like, let's say Anti Ranta goes in and he lets in like three stinkers in the first five minutes, and then you're trying to salvage the game. Well, at that point, at that point, you're thinking, well, we can't go down 2-0 in this series, so we're going to risk Freddie at this point. See, and I would just in my mind, it's like, oh well, that's just too little, too late. Yeah, because Freddie's not going to score those three goals to bring you back in the game. No, and I was, I, I do think like. Andy Rand is still a good goalie. And he played well. He played well. But it's the smallest of things. Yeah. And it's those types of decisions that factor into the outcome of a series. I think, you know, Bobrovsky, because Bobrovsky had injuries this year too, right? And he was like super sick and he didn't play the last like three weeks of the season, really. For no apparent reason. Well, I mean, you know, Alex Lyon on a heater. Exactly. You know. And then immediately Bob, like it's, yeah, I think, I, I think I go back to my goalie from, from the first game every it's time. Just, yeah. Now, if Florida goes to Lyon, then I think Ranta. If you knew the other team was doing it, right? Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Palm Reese came out and said, no, we're like Bob's playing. And I'm pretty sure everyone knew that. 
Like, yeah. Just, uh, I, and, 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 and in my mind, it was never even a question of who was going to start game two for the Panthers. Exactly. Like, it's I was not like, even... you got Bob playing out of this world. He's in a rhythm. Um, we'll Just let him let him ride with it. Yeah. So that was never, never a question in my mind. Um, also, I want to point out in game two on the OT winner, Matthew Kachuk, someone, I forget who it was, did like a breakdown of that power play goal. And before he scored it, he made like a really smart play to take away Jordan Stahl's stick. Nice. Right? Like he, as he's skating by Jordan Stahl, he kind of ties up his stick so Jordan Stahl can't take the passing lane over yeah. to like and it, to Sam Reinhardt. And that's just like such like a subtle play that allows that goal to happen. Right. Is that and it's not like you're doing anything illegal. It's not interference, right? No, and and that's that's something that I've noticed from like just the the Panthers play such a perfect playoff defensive scheme in the sense that it's it's very man to man. Yeah. But it's it's man to the man, man uh, it's man to man to the point that even if you don't have the puck, you're tied up. Yeah. Like it's a it's a very aggressive man to man and it's yeah. perfect. Except for Radko Gudis the on the off like defensive like zone where he just goes and runs around it just does his thing yeah or the odds on when like mark Stahl gets like absolutely cooked yeah like how crazy is that a defense with radko gudis and mark Stahl is playing for the stanley cup i don't understand mark stall has been playing like like an above average amount of minutes i'd say yeah we play because he plays on the pairing with montour Right, and Montour is unbelievable. So anytime he's out there, it's always dragging around yeah. Mark Stahl. Exactly. Right. Well, just think like I don't because like again, like I'm situated in like Toronto area, right? And you always hear Leafs fans talk about how like their defense needs to get better, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't think it's that. I think it's just how you play as a collective team, like what your play style is. Right. Right. Like the Panthers, like they don't have the best roster by any means in the playoffs, but the way they are playing as a unit, Paul Maurice's system is they, they like, play that's it, how you win in the playoffs. They play it so consistently, consistently, no matter what the situation is, they're always playing the same. And we saw it in the overtime winner in round two against Toronto in sunrise game three, the Reinhardt one, the Reinhardt one. Is he literally like just glided into the zone and went past three, uh, three Toronto players and didn't get hit once? Yeah, it was so soft. Like he literally got the puck at the blue line, stopped, waited up for his like line mates to get on, and then danced his way through the zone, not really doing anything. And he, like he entered crazy. with the puck. He entered yeah. with the puck. If you enter with the puck on the Panthers, you're gonna get hit. If you enter without the puck on the Panthers, you're gonna get hit. That's just. That's just the playoff hockey like defensive style they play, and it's perfect because refs don't call those penalties. No, not in the playoffs, right? They so just you, don't. Why wouldn't yeah, you take advantage of that? Yeah, you play along that line, and you take your chances when you get them. Um, also, I want to talk about the goal Barkov scored, the fake between the legs. Oh, Filthy. my God. Oh, boy. Love that. I can't remember what video game it was. But I used I had an NHL game where the like like the 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 initial graphic it might have been like 08 or something where I can't even remember what player it was does a similar one of those fakes 
I think he goes like like passes it back to his skate and then with his skate like back to his stick. It just reminds me of that every time. It's just I to do it in a game, not in a sh- penalty shot or anything. Yeah. Absurd. Ridiculous. The, I also the level of talent. When they were talking about in the intermission and they sh- they showed the one where he went between the legs versus Montreal in the breakaway. Yeah. And I was at that game behind the net. And that's the last Panthers game I've been to. So I love that. Nice. Nice. I love being able to relive that moment. Because that was like. He's such a talented guy. Like to to be able to stick handle and protect the puck the way he does. Right. At that size. It's it's absurd. It's the size. Exactly. It's just. All those tall guys that are able to to deke like that. It's just. The physics of it don't necessarily compute with me. Yeah, and then the big like I think Barkov. Like, I know he got some criticism early in the playoffs, but he's actually I think he played really well in the playoffs. But he's also adapted his like play style. Like he's been much more physical in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And he and didn't I, finish game three, right? Yeah, yeah. Which was a bit concerning. Very. Right. But. Uh, but yeah, Paul like, Maurice reassured everyone after that, which was okay. Yeah, I love the way he did that too. He was just out of our mitzvah. <laughs> Great stuff from Paul Maurice. Yep. But yeah, I think like Bark, like the way he's adapted his game in the playoffs, like he's still obviously the very smart two way player. You know, he's always been, but just adding that edge to his game, right? And I think he's always had that ability just based on his size. Um, but being able to go and really, really battle along the boards, I think that's like that's the reason he's he like on the team still and Jonathan Huber does not. Yeah. Right, is that I think he has that in him, and I don't think Hubie ever did as much. We, I really love Jonathan Huberto. Yeah. Right. But trying to fit him into like Paul Maurice's system is going to be like trying to fit him into like a Daryl Sutter system. I wonder how that would work. We, you're actually, fortunately, we can actually oh. very, very easily know how that would work. And um, it, it usually uh, works out with one of them unemployed. <laughs> But, one of them with a fat contract. Yeah. For the nice. back half of their career. Yep. 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 Um, but yeah, just really, really exceptional series. Um, and obviously a long break now. Like it, it wasn't looking like they were gonna have a long break between, you know, the conference final and the final, just the way the Western Conference was going. Um, but now with Dallas taking the last two games, you know, it's it's dragging out a little bit. If you're the Panthers, does that long break does that help or hurt you? Do you think? I think it helps. And I I think it helps in the sense that if Vegas sweeps, they're coming in with a lot of confidence. Yeah. If Vegas wins now, they're going to be confident because they just won the yeah. Western Conference final, but it's going to be like, oh, we won it. Like, could have swept, but we came up short in overtime and then we dropped two. It's like, it's not, it's not guaranteed. Yeah. And there's like, there's a, there's a, there's a little doubt in their mind. Yeah. And it's also um, two more games where you're going to get a little more banged up. You got to be careful though. If you, if you get Dallas somehow, because if Dallas, then they got the confidence, then they got the confidence. Yeah. So ideally you want Vegas to win in seven. Yeah. I think, that's what I would prefer. Okay. Yeah. I like, I like, I don't know. There's like, I think there's pros and cons to having the long break, right? Like, on the one hand, obviously, 
having the time off is nice. You can rest and recover a bit because I'm sh- sure they're all dinged up to various degrees, right? Yeah. And we just mentioned like Barkov leaving game three hurt. He probably is hurt in game four, right? It gives him a little more time to to get a bit healthier. And same for a lot of the other guys battling through injuries. But then there's also the argument of like you were in such like a good flow with like the games you had, right? And does that disrupt that kind of flow of having you know a day or two like, break and then in a game? That flow was gonna was gonna break no matter what. Like you were still gonna have a break. You were still gonna have at least five days off. Yeah, at least I want to say it was more like a week. Yeah, it's been a while now. Yeah. Right. And like, but I'm like, there's some of the guys I'm not concerned about. I'm a little concerned about like, because Bob was just in like such like, he was just in the zone, right? Does that take him out of the zone? Exactly. And that's why I was like, oh, yeah, you probably have to play Freddy for game two just because like for goalies, you just, you like to have the consistency. And yeah, like, when they're feeling it, they're feeling it. When they're feeling it, it's good to yeah. give them as much as they can handle. Yeah. So I was a little bit concerned, but then. Matthew Kachuk on the TNT panel yesterday at the Heat game assured me that there's no reason to be concerned that they're enjoying the break. Yeah, and they'll exactly. be ready to go. And they already know they don't have home ice advantage, though. So they're already mentally preparing to a road game. Yeah. So it's just I, about I love whether... that question on the panel, and they're like, "Oh, so you guys have like home ice advantage?" Yeah. And he's like, "Shaq, we got in by one point. We most certainly do not." <laughs> well, I love stuff like that too. I think it's really good for growing the game. Yeah, it was just it, it, it'd be nice if the NHL had something, some equivalent like that or something. I don't know. Yeah, that just a little little anecdote on that. And what I think the NHL, I don't understand why the NHL and TNT and ESPN don't do this for playoffs. Is they 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 kind of have a three to four minute movie for each series in the NBA. Oh yeah. And for like the final and like in the final, if I remember correctly, they do like one every game. Okay. It's it's so cool. And they get like really cool people to direct them. Like obviously Spike Lee's involved and it's just. Yeah, it, it, it looks awesome. Um, Yeah, I wish the NHL did something like that. Yeah, because I think there would be a lot of there's a lot of NHL like fans in like the movie industry that I think would be willing to do stuff like that. Oh yeah. I've seen lots of like celebrities that are Panthers. Like I'm like, sure Will Arnett, Jay Baruchel, they would all, they would do stuff. Oh yeah. Even like Panthers fans. Like I know Josh Gad's a big Panthers. Yeah. Fan. yeah huge. Huge. Uh, Brooks Kepka, not, not a actor guy. But Bro, that was, video, that video, of, <laughs> that video of Brooks Kepka clapping for 15 straight seconds and not blinking a single time they clapped up for like ratio might have to become an alternate logo oh it's for so the good. panthers it's just like they it's the definition of being dialed in oh, um yeah. I, I i won't go to i won't go won't to speculate. speculate how he got that dialed but he was dialed <laughs> he was dialed what I love too, though, he's like a genuine like Panthers fan. Like he was there in the regular season. He's like chirping Aaron Ekblad with like oh, the pylon. Yeah. It's like that's how you know it's like that's real like fandom, you know? Oh, big when time, you can yeah. criticize your own team. And the fact that he was wearing a Ryan Lomberg jersey, unbelievable. <laughs> you just can't make that that stuff up. So good. It was so much. Fun. Yeah, it would be nice if the NHL was able to do like yeah, short little movies for each series or each game in the final. Yeah, yeah, I think that would yeah. be really cool. 
what I saw, like I had someone texted me after like you know, when uh they said uh Charles had said Sergey Bobka. Yeah. And someone was like, oh, it's like embarrassing. Like you don't even know or care about hockey, right? And I was like, okay, but realistically, like any exposure is good exposure. At this exactly. Point. Exactly. Like, just, I'm like, just glad he met. He tried. He could have just said the goalie. Yeah. And we, yeah, at least it was like close enough that it's like he's probably seen the name before. Sergey, I get it. Maybe he's just like not familiar with Russian names, but but Bobka was just not not <laughs> close, not close. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe he was like, I don't know. He got tangled up between a couple names. <laughs> But but it's great. Like like everyone like was tweeting about that moment. It's great stuff. Gross the game. Great stuff. Great stuff. I, you know what I would love to see in the playoffs? You know how like TNT because they have the NHL and the NBA, right? Yeah. For one game, just like mid series, make it not that important. Make it like in like the first or second round to switch the panels. <laughs> send Shaq and Chuck to go do like a Hurricanes Islanders game, and then send and then Paul Bissonette and Gretz to do <laughs> Celtics. <laughs> Oh, that'd be so funny. Just see how it goes. Yeah, the the NHL just does, doesn't have those personalities. Those big, like, voices that are just... No. Like, Gretzky's the, the GOAT, but he's just he's a pretty vanilla guy. Well, yeah. I mean, there's not a ton of personality in the game. Like, Matthew Kachuk's no. got some personality. But other than that, most of like, the personality comes from, like, the European guys who didn't have media training. Like the thing is, like you have you have to have the the good like mix of of uh, just personality and actual like knowledge, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be a nice mix of both. Exactly. Right. I, I, Keith Yandel is a great personality guy, but man, the knowledge he spews is just not it. No. There's right? a reason like, he's not commentating on Sportsnet for the conference final and the final. Yeah. And it's because. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe like I'm trying to think of who's good. I did like him. I did like John Cooper on the panel. Well, those are just like very, very smart people. Like right, just him and uh, uh, was it in the first round? Derek, yeah, Derek Lalonde. Yeah, where it's like you just kind of get like like those and are then, smart. And guys. then they and then what what does Sportsnet do? They replace Lalonde with Anaheim guy uh, Dallas Aikens. And it's like, nah. It's like, what are you doing? No, nah, like, it's just like, why? Oh, that was, yeah. But, not going to miss those. No, not going to miss those at all. Um, But yeah, I think we should talk about the, the next series coming up. Uh, Obviously, it's not settled on the West. Who would you rather? You said Vegas. You'd rather have Vegas? Ve- yeah, I think just at this point in, like, in the series, not necessarily looking at the 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 direct matchup just thinking of who would be the most int- like who would be the better one to 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 get mentally and to be able to to win and i think that's dallas and if uh not dallas vegas yeah i think mentally vegas i think in terms of actually winning a series i think i'd rather have dallas dallas is uh vegas is the more complete team without a doubt um yeah. i am like I think both are very good hockey teams. Obviously, to get to this point, you have to be a good hockey team. But yeah, I think that if I had to gun to my head, I if I had to choose, I'd say that Dallas probably has the weaker defensive defensive scheme there. 
Yeah, and I think they're just based on the way the Panthers forecheck. I think I'd rather go like Vegas. You know, you know they'll chop their, your arm off if you know if they can. You know, Angelo. Yeah. Um, like that's the type of team they are. Dallas has like a little bit of grit. Um, but I feel like yeah, I like my chances against Dallas a little better. Yeah, it's either you get Petrangelo who who yeah who slashed Dreisaitl, or you get Ben who fell on stone. Yeah, it's a little greasy, right? And like Panthers aren't clean in this either, I guess, according to some people. I mean, how many Panthers have been suspended this postseason? Yeah, but also at this point, Carolina's out. A current or former Panther will win the cup because Marcia Schoen Smith. Yeah. And Mason Marchman on Dallas. Absolutely. Yeah. Someone's getting a ring. A Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think I think both like I think Dallas and Vegas are both very, very good teams. Yeah. Um so I think I I, I think it's without a doubt that if you're if you're Florida, you are about to face the the best team you've faced this this postseason so far. Yeah, I think the best team in the playoffs so far. Like, yeah, like the only one you can make an argument for would have been Boston. Yeah, like Boston was like very, very good. Uh, so long but, but ago. It was so long ago. Exactly. I barely remember. Yeah. So, it, like, like that's the other thing. Like, we talked about how impactful that Chicago Pittsburgh game was. Can we just take a moment to appreciate the fact that? Panthers were a minute and a half away from being eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. In game seven against Boston. And they got it done. And, and it's just, it's remarkable. It's not even the only moment how... in the series, like the save Brad Marchand on the breakaway game five. Like, right. Like you, you the were so close in that series. And it's like, well, if, if, if we didn't lose then, like how, how could we lose? Yeah, yeah. I think just and the belief just keeps on growing as you go through the playoffs, oh, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Like it just keeps keeps on building. Um, I think it's also tough too because like in the finals, right? You're going up against a team you've only seen twice in the regular season, right? Like the Panthers saw Boston, Carolina, and Toronto a lot more, so you just have a better idea of how you match up against them. Yeah. Right, and how they play, whereas you're not going to have that same degree of certainty going up against Dallas or Vegas. Definitely not. Yeah. And so it will be interesting either way. Um, what's your final prediction for that series, though, Vegas? Since... I The Panthers have won every single series I predicted, and I predicted every single series to end in seven. So it's going to be Florida lifting the Stanley Cup after a Game 7 win. Okay, I'll go. If it ends up being Dallas, Panthers in six, get it done on home ice. And I think if it ends up being Vegas, I will say Panthers in six, get it done on home ice. Okay. Just because I don't want I don't want to predict like one team to be like five games or four games, and then that's the team that wins that series and comes through, and then they just like stomp the Panthers. It'd just be too embarrassing. Yeah. Right. You know, you don't want to have like a we want Florida situation. We we really don't. But yeah, tricky. I don't know. Like 
Dallas really showing up the last couple of games without Jamie. That's Matt. that's the problem. Like Robertson's on. Domi's been playing a solid like that. That fourth line, I think that is for for Dallas with is good. Like Pavelski's always a threat. Sagan's been very good. Yeah, I just didn't think I was gonna be saying that. Ben is gonna be a menace. Like, and they're. I mean, he's just Miro Heiskanen on D. Like, they've got some good D back there. And Jake Ottinger is definitely a, a game-stealing. Well, he hasn't game, in this so. series, right? Like, he got pulled no. earlier, right? Exactly. But he, he, he showed up kinda, in game four. And he just, like, he can turn it on, right? Like, goalies are so, yep. like, tricky. It's uh, so mental. Yeah, it really is mental. But... Yeah, I think I think Dal- I mean, I'll take Dallas in seven in that series. All right. Yeah, I took Vegas in seven. So. Yeah, Vegas in seven. You know what's interesting, by the way, too? I saw the other day. Do you know the Panthers only have three players on their roster that they drafted? Barkov. Yeah. Um. Ekblad. Yeah. Ooh. I feel like the last one is gonna be kind of a random guy. It's not. It's a guy. It's not. It's a guy. Gustav Forsling? No. 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 It's uh it's Anton Lundell. Oh damn it. The most <laughs> recent guy too. But like that seems pretty low though for a team, right? They only have like three drafted guys. Definitely. Like, I think Vegas is lower, but they've only been in existence for, like, five years, right? So, like, give them a pass, yeah. right? And I guess, like, technically they did, like, expansion draft their roster. But Dallas has, like, a lot of guys they drafted. Yeah. Right? I mean, like they drafted very well. They did. Like, the one draft they had where they got all those guys, like... Johnson, Stankoven, Robertson was the year before. No, it... Wait, let me look it up. I'll look up... They had one draft where they just, like, hit... Like ridiculous. Just pulling it up, but like they have, they have a lot of guys on their roster they've drafted. Um, obviously not last year, not that year, not that year, not that year. Yeah, the year they got Miro Heiskinen and Jake Gottinger in the first round, and then in the second round took Jason Robertson. I mean, you just set up your team for success right there. Right. So that's three guys on their roster they've drafted. Ty Della Andrea. I don't know if that's Thomas the other Hart... guy that's playing with Dom- Domi. Yeah. Uh, in the back end. I mean, they uh, drafted Jamie Ben was a Dallas pick. Jamie Ben was a Dallas pick. Um, Rope Hints. Yeah. He's not on the roster, but Julius Honka. Um, ooh. Radic Foxa. Nice. Yeah, well. It's a lot of guys. Yeah. No, I I didn't realize the Panthers were that low. Yeah, it's just a bit interesting, right? Yeah, like at the end of the day, it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It probably just says a bit about your drafting ability. Yeah, because um, well, I think when you look at these three teams, you're looking at three very different ways of building your hockey team. 100%. Like when you look at Vegas, you look at well, they like did the expansion draft, which went very well, and then mm-hmm. just trade for superstars whenever they come available. 
Exactly. And just give away guys that you signed to big contracts. Yeah. Dallas draft and develop, make some big trades that don't pay off until like 10 years yeah. later and then sign like an aging Joe Pavelski. That somehow just is the tree that keeps on giving. Yeah. And then Florida just like, they really only built this roster in like two years. Like obviously the core of like guys that are, you know, you're like, how many guys are here on this roster that were here when Bill Zito took over? Probably about like a third. I think it's got to be less. I like, you know, so Matthew Kachuk, no. Bobrovsky, yes. Barkov, yes. Eric Stahl, no. Brandon Montour, no. Duclair, no. Gudis, no. Lyon, no. Verhagen, no. Reinhardt, no. Lomberg, no. Ekblad, yes. Was not was Montour not there before? No, Bill Zito got him. Oh. Yeah. Um, Aaron Ekblad, yes. Sam Bennett, no. Giovanni Smith, no. Mark Stahl, no. Nick Cousins, no. Mahura, no. Colin White, no. E2, Luster, Ryan, and Yes. He was in the system for sure. Well, because they got him in the Trocheck trade. Yeah. Zach Dalpy. Don't need to speak about it. Gustav Forsling, no. Anton Lindell, no. Maybe. I think he would have been his first pick. Yeah. Right? So it's it's like none of these guys. Like, it's just. That's crazy. It, two the, years. Two years. It, two years, the amount of turnover. Uh, it's quite something and like a lot of really great moves really good moves you know like when you talk about like bringing in like for Hagee bring in for Hagee and Montour like that's unbelievable work yeah unreal but yeah should be uh, uh should be a fun final looking forward to it whenever it starts mm-hmm. um but yeah, I think that does it for it for starts this. on Saturday. Starts on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So Saturday in Vegas or Dallas. Saturday in Vegas or Dallas. Um, I imagine. Uh we'll probably do an episode next Sunday, release it on Monday, talking about that one. First game of the series. But I think this does it for this one, unless you have anything else you want to talk about. No. Go go cats go. Go cats go. Hopefully they can get it done, get it over the finish line. Um, but that does it for this one. Thank you so much to everyone tuning in, listening, and we'll be back next week, a brand new episode. We'll see you all then. Step on me!